0: welcome to episode 10 of the let's go show it's been like two weeks since our last episode guys and i want to apologize for the absence of the recent episodes but we are back with episode 10 the oscars were last night the last of us was last night we got some banger movies that have been coming out with the you know scream six creed 3 is obviously in theaters now we got dungeons and dragons as well that seems to be doing really well on rotten tomatoes right now and i know rotten tomatoes isn't a reliable metric but everyone that has seen dungeons and dragons just cannot stop raving about the film so today we're going to be talking about a couple of very interesting things so thank you for joining us now i gotta bring in my boy as always guys welcome editor geo to the podcast geo what's up man how you doing
1: (coughs) what's up how's it going guys you doing good? I'm a, I think so. I think I'm
0: good. I think I'm okay. All right. Sweet. So, <laughs> yo, before we get into talking about today's show, I wanna I guess talk about I guess the reason why I wasn't or why I wasn't able to film the more recent episodes for the Let's Go Show. You guys know these episodes come out every Saturday. Today we're dropping this on Monday because I wanted to wait for the Oscars and The Last of Us. Um, but During my spare time during the past two weeks, I've worked on, I've been working on this uh, short film that is supposed to be coming out pretty soon. And you guys know, I've made it very clear that my ambitions are to be in the film industry, to be making movies. That is my number one goal. Like I've always grown up being a fan of movies and now I'm kind of just making that transition in my life and kind of deciding what I want to do with the rest of it, which is to tell my own stories. And in order to tell my own stories, I understand that I have to put in the work to understand how to even make a movie. And sometimes that's, sometimes that starts off by, you know, being, being a PA on a film set. And during, for me, that's what I was. I was a production assistant on this short film production. And it was such a great experience, man. We had a three day shoot and it was literally such, it was some long hours, guys. It was like, I, I would get to set at like nine in the morning and then we would finish at like 10, 11 o'clock at night. But it was such a beautiful experience because it's everyone from all different departments. And that was kind of like one of my biggest takeaways is that when you're on a film set, you know, everyone has to bring their A game. Not just the actors in front of the camera, but, you know, the camera department, the lighting department, the the teardown crew, the set designers, the freaking the production assistants as well like everyone from all across the board has to bring their a-game and i i love being in an environment because i kind of see like filmmaking i kind of see it like its own sport you know what i'm saying like everyone on set an entire production crew that is a team and everyone is working cohesively working together in order to bring a story to life in the best way possible so having worked on that film that short film for three days it was such a great experience it was very long hours it was very tiring but It was tiring in the best way possible.
1: So you so
0: what do you what do
1: you what do you mean by that worked on a short film? Was you in it? Did you act in it? Did you write in it?
0: I am not in it. I'm not in it at all. Um, this was just a a production that was just going on. And, you know, I got the chance to, I, I guess, like reach out and say, like, yo, can I come in and help? help where I can. And I came in, I did my thing and and I hoped where I could. Bro, that's you know what sick. I'm saying? Can you tell us a little I, more about I, it or
1: is it a secret right now?
0: No, there's nothing secretive about it. It's called for the love of basketball. For Again, I'm basketball. I'm I'm not like a producer. I'm not like anyone that like brought this project to life. I'm just like someone who No, went you, you out, just went you out wanted there to on get on set. the set. You
1: had to you had to experience it. You know what I'm saying? If you want yeah. to get in that space, you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta be in that space. You gotta see what's going on. So to have that's that right. opportunity is freaking sick. What did you just like hit up a call and be like, yo, can I come on set? That's that's freaking fire.
0: Dude, I've been using back, Backstage. I know Backstage is like a super popular platform for people that want to get into acting or, you know, film production in general. And I've been using Backstage to get on film sets and backstage, get that on set experience. You want to
1: sponsor the podcast? Free. That was a free plug.
0: Free. Dude, that that was a free plug. Free plug. I guess what? You I'm probably should have that plugged that- it for free.
1: i'm gonna sign up now now now, what if i want to be an actor now now i gotta go on backstage i gotta see what you're talking about
0: hey you could bro you could if you wanted to you know what i'm saying
1: hey if i could just hold up a light while adults do things i'll do that i'll take any opportunity i get
0: dude another one of my takeaways is like even though it was three days like i got emotionally attached to like everyone working on this set you know what i'm saying like it kind of feels like when when a film production is over like, again, this was only a three day shoot. We our hours again, it was like 12, 14 hour days. And by the end of it, you know, you kind of see like where you kind of you you're just go on a journey with like everyone on set. And like at, by the time it ends, it's like it's so sad because like everyone's going their separate ways, everyone's going to different jobs. And it kind of feels like I don't know if you guys ever felt like so sad when like school would end. Because, you know, that like there's a chance that like, you know, your friends aren't going to be your class. Your friends aren't going to be in your class anymore next year or your friends are going to a different school next year. And you just know that like this is the point where like everyone is going their separate ways. Yeah, that's 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 how it was, you know, by the end of the production. And I just kind of even though it was three days, I got like weirdly emotionally attached to everyone on set because it was such a great experience. Everyone just had such great energy. And um, now everyone, you know, went to go accomplish the rest of their dreams and, and do was their it, own thing
1: was it kind of like how like in the season finales all the actors and the cast and crew was like crying and it's like it's so emotional i grew to love them did you see why people are like that now on the sets like did, Dude, you, did you get a feeling for that
0: one thousand percent like bro. you know what i mean 1, you know those little
1: featurettes where the actors are crying and it's like he, he's like a brother to me like the harry potter featurette
0: Bro, I was only on set with, you know, this crew for three days and I got like weirdly emotionally attached. Now I understand why people get so emotional after spending, you know, like uh three to five months filming a movie with and it's every single day. Bang, bang, bang. What about like a
1: TV show like Seasons? They
0: film. With yeah, them. that too, dude. That's, that's probably like that's even worse. They literally grow that's up with worse.
1: them. Mm mm-hmm.
0: That's even worse. Like, I never thought about like, it like that. Never like yeah. uh Daredevil born again. Dude, that's filming for like a year you know what i'm saying and by the time they get to the end of it like that must be so it must be so hard it must be so hard to like say bye to these people that you're like you know you see every single day uh again you're putting in work with these people you're going through the trenches and uh yeah dude like i i i'm you know it gets me sad but like it also gets me excited because like you know i know one day the time will come for like for for us to go into production on a story that i'm trying to bring to life and a story that i'm trying to tell and then you know we're going to be in the trenches we're going to be putting in the work for months for years and you know when the time comes for for you guys to finally watch that movie for the world to finally see it and enjoy it and critique it and whatever the case may be then uh it's going to be such a long journey but i love i love journeys i feel like life is a journey and when it comes to making a movie that that is uh an experience that'll stay with you for the rest of your life and you know it takes years to make a movie so that it 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 leaves an impression and it changes you for the better so yeah that was that was kind of the, one of the reasons why you know I wasn't able to film pod episodes because I literally didn't have time like you know in the mornings I had to wake up super early to film some TikToks and then boom I would go and be working on set the entire day and I wanted to soak up that experience and really just fully immerse myself in that because I feel like in order for us to grow in a, in a space where we really want to excel at, we got to fully immerse ourselves in there. And and that means like, you know, tuning out other distractions, tuning out, tuning out outside noise and prioritizing what, what we want to do and what is going to set us up for a better future. So that's what I did for the past two weeks, guys. And now I'm back. Now we're cranking out episodes for the Let's Go Show, episode 10. We're it's in the double digits. Good to have you back. I'll be honest. We, we didn't even really talk these past couple of weeks. You've been yeah. so busy.
1: I've been busy too. But at the same mm-hmm. time, in the midst of my business, I'm like, shit, did me and this guy break up or something? I missed this guy. Why is it he texting me? Why is it he called me? What's going on? But that makes nah. more sense. You didn't tell me that. That's cool. And I'm really happy for you, bro. That's freaking sick. Let's freaking do updates on that. Like we want to know, not just me. I'm pretty sure everyone watching wants to know what that's like to be on that set. So give us like updates whenever something like that happens. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. That's freaking dope. Yeah. Ooh, I got another update, bro. This week I'm going to Colorado for like the first time ever. Um, okay. Yeah, Paramount Plus is like flying me out there um, for, for this like, uh, I guess, event that they're doing in Colorado. And you know, I'm bringing Josh with me. For those of you who don't know, Josh is my videographer. You know, he films a lot of my videos on YouTube and uh yeah, we're going to be going to Colorado. We're going to be documenting that entire experience. And I've never seen like crazy snow like that. I've never been to Colorado. So this is going to be I'm I'm ready, dude. I'm so hyped. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to experience the snow. And like there's a part of me that wants to film like a Rocky Four training montage recreation in the snow. Um, you'd be a you'd be a fool if you don't. You'd be an absolute fool, man yeah i think we're gonna do it for sure i'm gonna go skiing josh and i are gonna go skiing for the first time bro
1: josh is the king of those workout montages too like he's already killing it with the workout montages so if he'll know exactly how to film that um yeah and bro skiing man that's that's something i always wanted to do but i'm scared of shit man i'm I'm freaking i'm scared to slay. like like i'll do a sleigh Not that like i don't know about skiing though like don't you have to train for that or some shit like do they teach you how to ski when
0: you're there so i'm doing skiing but josh is doing snowboarding and to me like skiing they both seem very uh dangerous because like my biggest fear is like uh protecting my knees um and my legs because i feel like when you're i feel like when you're skiing or snowboarding it's so easy for you to just turn and then like tear your freaking acl like that is just a big fear of, my, fear of mine um so yeah we're gonna try it out and I might be, you know, if I'm on the pod next week with a torn ACL, this is going to age really poorly. Yeah. So we're
1: not going to manifest
0: that. I'm nah, going to be off. We're going to rebuke vaccine.
1: that. We're rebuking that. You're going to you're going to kill it. For
0: some reason, you're going to be the next. I could be just an Olympic level skier. That's yeah. just natural. You might t- natural you might. And I've never total take
1: it. a different route. This we don't know might where this might go. Last couple of mm-hmm. pods, you said you wanted to be a marine biologist, an NBA player. Now you might be
0: a snowboarder. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Facts. Look, regardless, it's going to be great content, so stay tuned for that, guys. That's going to be Um, sick. Colorado this week, hyped for that. Um, I'm watching Dungeons and Dragons tomorrow, so we're, I'm going to be giving my review on that on the next episode of the Let's Go show. But now let's talk about what we've been get being fed, which is The Last of Us. The Last of Us finale dropped last night, concluding this the season one. Season two is on the way, and it's already been confirmed by Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann, who are the producers of The Last of Us. It's already been confirmed that season two will... Uh, Uh, We'll adapt the events of The Last of Us Part 2, and it's going to be spread out across multiple seasons. Gio and I, Gio, we both talked about this on the pod, you know, a while back. We both said that if they they were going to adapt uh, The Last of Us Part 2, it has to be multiple seasons. So now that's going to be the case. And The Last of Us finale, man, like, that was crazy. Gio, what are your thoughts? You tuned in. Bro,
1: this was the first ever show that made me buy something. Like now I own a PlayStation. I, I bought one, going to pick it up later today, and I'm going to relive that entire first season in The Last of Us Part 1 video game on the PS5 because it was an absolute masterpiece. And I just, I, I need more of it. I, I can't wait for a season two. I don't know how long that's going to take. I don't even know if it's going to be good because the first season was just chef's kiss, bro that ending now see it's different because you a lot of people played the game and watched it so that yeah. ending didn't really hit as hard that ending didn't really mean that much because they know every little thing that's going to happen but for people like me that that's never played that game it blows mm. my mind that 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 these were cutscenes that people skipped you know what i'm saying like, this show was a cutscene that a majority of people who played this game probably skipped and it, and it blows my mind that 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 it it was good enough to be its own show and seeing Ashley Johnson give birth to herself as Ellie. She gave birth to a little Ellie. That Mm -hmm. was freaking, that was a cool. I loved it. That flashback. Um, I I know that's not from the game. Uh, I I eat YouTube after I watch these episodes. So I know so much Mm -hmm. about them. Um, But yeah, the season finale, I I don't think there's any, I I don't, I don't have any complaints, but again, I never played the game. How do you feel about it?
0: So I enjoyed the season finale for sure, but You know, when it came to... Because I played the game first, it like, that finale and that ending just didn't hit as hard as it did when I first played the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of equate it to, like, when you first watch a murder mystery and you find out who's the killer, then when you rewatch that murder mystery again, that reveal doesn't hit the same. You know, it's still good, but it's just, like, it doesn't hit as much as it did the first time around. And... When it came to when it comes to the ending of The Last of Us, I think that ending, it lends itself to the gaming, you know, it, it lends itself to the gaming, I guess, uh platform. It, it, it lends itself to that area because when you're playing the game and you know you're playing as Joel and you're going through that hospital and you're mowing people down, it, it lends itself to the gaming space more than it did to Just watching it all happen and watching it all unfold. So for me, The Last of Us finale was good, but like as someone who played the game first, like it did feel a little anticlimactic, and it just it didn't hit as hard as the game did. But I still loved it. I still love the show. I think the show is a masterpiece, and I'm excited to see what they do with season two. They've already said that they're going to change a few things for The Last of Us Part Two, and I really hope that they handle certain story arcs differently than how the game handled it and like i think they will
1: i think i think they definitely are gonna do that i i, I never played the second game like i said i don't know mm-hmm. um i just know that there's apparently there's a lot of backlash and like every time i'm done with an episode like i said i eat youtube and i watch like i'll, I'll watch andrew schultz talk about it uh phenomenal i recommend anybody who's listening go watch him too if you're not already he's, he does great breakdowns and um See, that's the difference. See, I totally disagree with you because I never played the game. And I yeah. just want to I want to slap you silly right now because you're talking shit about uh-huh. the episode even though you're not. But like I feel like you are because it's like, you know what I'm saying? That episode to me was a masterpiece because of the big reveal. What's the big reveal? It's a villain arc. It's not a hero arc. Mm-hmm. The the big reveal is that he he's a bad guy. He's doing a bad thing. But a lot yeah. of people will disagree and say, "Well, really he's not a bad guy because he did save the world. He saved his world. He saved Ellie, that the only person that matters to him. He wasn't going to lose a fourth person in his life, you know what I mean? Um
0: Yeah. No, I mean the show, dude, the, again, like the show, the way they wrote Joel's arc in the oh, show, yeah. like it was so well done. Um but again, having played the game first, yeah, it's exactly. like, you'll never you'll never get back that first experience. Exactly. But since exactly. you haven't played the game, I totally understand where you're yes, coming from. Yes. Cuz yes. you're You're experiencing that sense of like euphoria, like a great story. And yeah, it's the first time. But now, when you go and play the game and you're actually playing as Joel and you're Mm -hmm. going through that hospital and everything's unfolding and the music is playing and it's super, you know, up tempo and it's crazy, it'll be a much more immersive experience for you in the gaming medium than it will be you know in this medium.
1: I absolutely I I I have no doubt that I'm probably going to like the game more than the show because I'm I'm yeah. controlling my decisions and it's more no, sure. in detail. There's a lot of stuff they probably chopped up real quick for the show. So mm. I know I know I'm probably going to like the game more. Um but still man, that I I I just yeah. think I'll tell you if there's one complaint I have on the show, if there's one, is that why do they stop doing those intros that show you what was happening? before Dude,
0: those were so sick. those
1: were those could have been its own show it could have been its own thing its total own series which they're probably gonna end up doing but like give us give us that back in season two give us give us those rewinds those little intro episodes before the show starts because those man were freaking great what did they stop like episode two or three
0: yeah it was episode two
1: bro was i was looking forward to them episode. every week and i'm like are they gonna do it nope are they gonna do it nope are they gonna do it nope
0: dude yeah devastating yeah those those openings again the show is a masterpiece dude i love season one it was just such a great adaptation of the game and i think we all have realized that dude we can trust hbo with adaptations hbo give them all the adaptations in the freaking world at this point
1: no they're gonna they're gonna knock it out of the park i just feel in my heart that i don't know i don't want to sound negative i just feel in my heart there'll never be a season one i feel like it's just like one of those shows that's just like I feel like that that like that they can just end it right there and it's fine. It's perfect for mm-hmm. me right there.
0: I I, I agree as well because I don't think the story of The Last of Us Part Two is as good as the story of The Last of Us, um, but we'll see how they adapt the story and change it to you know apply it to the to the TV streaming medium. Um, and I'm I'm curious to see how they handle that because it's it's going to be it's going to be something everyone's talking talking about when it does come to fruition, but. Let us know in the you know in the comment section down below. Let us know what you guys think about The Last of Us Finale. Now let's move on and talk about Scream Six, which is in theaters now. By the way, if you guys have seen Creed 3, I know we reviewed Creed 3 a little bit on the podcast. If you guys have seen Creed 3, I hope you guys loved it as much as I did. It, that's in theaters as well now. But I haven't given my thoughts on Scream Six yet. So let's talk about that real quick. So when it came to Scream Six, honestly, I thought this movie was pretty good. Like I, I enjoyed this movie. The thing, I, I just have a one big problem with this movie. So the Scream franchise is known to be like a slasher franchise, but there were so many like fake deaths in this movie. Like I did not enjoy that. Like there are so many people in this movie that got brutally stabbed in areas that will kill you. Like I, it was five different people in this film. I, I don't want to like really give out names or spoil go, like go deep into spoilers because okay. Gio, you haven't seen the movie. No. No. Um, But, you know, when it comes to slashers, like in a a movie like this with Ghostface, like, I, I, I don't know, a lot of the early reviews that I saw going into this movie, they were like, "Yo, the kills are crazy. The kills are crazy. But then, dude, I watched the movie and I'm like, bro, like one or two people died and they weren't even that like three people died and they weren't even that important to like they weren't even part of the main cast. When it came to the main cast, there was like six people that got brutally stabbed and you think are dead. But then they somehow survive. It made zero sense. Um, but look, this movie has some great moments. The opening of this film is fantastic. The 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 third act of this movie is also really, really well done. I love the third act of the movie. I actually really enjoyed this movie. That was just my one gripe with the film. The fact that, you know, there was a lot of fake deaths. Um but besides that i thought it was pretty damn good i love what they i I love how they've reinvented the scream franchise i love what they did with scream five you know i really enjoyed scream six i don't think scream six is as good as scream five um but i still think it was pretty damn good and i'm ready for a scream seven because you know scream six i think it definitely plants the seeds for a scream seven and i think we all more or less know where the story is heading so scream six man uh i'm such a big fan of the horror slasher genre and Scream Six as a as a horror fan definitely it definitely hits all the points needed for as as a horror fan you know it, it checked all my boxes. Did you so uh, did you see it by yourself
1: yeah. or did you see it with someone? Scream uh, 6. I
0: watched it with Maya. Maya's been on the podcast. Yeah, yeah Maya. I it with her. Okay, mm-hmm. now
1: Scream for me. I, I mean, I might be crazy, but after the first couple of Screams, it kind of just became that thing that's just. Go and see it in a theater. It's a it's a theater watch only. Like I don't think anybody, you know, goes home and watches the, the newer screams at least. You know what I mean? It's a theater yeah. watch with friends and family. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's just a la- it's just one of those movies that you you're not really supposed to take that serious. You know, it's not it's not like Martin Scorsese or Alfred Hitchcock, you know it's what just I mean? A good time. It's just a good mm-hmm. time. It, it ain't any de- it's not supposed to be any deeper than that. It's supposed to have those debts that are like, what are you talking about? It's supposed to have that shit because it gets you talking, it makes you it makes you laugh, it gets you in debates, it you point at the screen. It's just one of those things, you know what I mean? No, um, for sure. And mm-hmm. Scream Six looks like that movie. Like, if you don't if you go and see this movie alone, you'll probably be depressed. If you go see it with a couple of people, you're really gonna enjoy it. And I think that's just bottom line. Get some friends together I mean, and go see it.
0: I mean, even if you do go alone, like it's still a it's still a great experience. Like the scream movies are an experience. I think we can all agree on that. And, you know, when it comes to, like, this is definitely a part of, like, the murder mystery genre. And, and throughout this entire movie, it kind of keeps you guessing on, like, who is the killer? Who is the killer? That's, like, the whole point of the Scream franchise. And it really does keep you guessing. I mean, I think, you know, halfway through the movie, it is pretty obvious who is the killer. But, you know, I, some people that I know, like, watched it, and they were, like, super surprised at who the killer was. But... Nonetheless, I thought Scream 6 was a great experience. I thought it was a good time. Again, I wish there weren't so many fake deaths. But besides that, it was good. It was good. It was good. It was a good time. I hope you guys have been enjoying Scream 6. Um, as much as I did, and let me know if you agree with my fake deaths criticism. But now let's move on to Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, which has been being talked about recently because Empire Magazine has been has a new issue out there for their magazine where they've covered Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, and we've gotten a ton of brand new looks at the movie from multiple different stills to you know the cover of the magazine featuring different Spider Men. And now we have some quotes that I want to talk about, which really get me excited for this movie. So today, Amy Pascal said that Into the Spider or Across the Spider-Verse is described as a love story between Miles and Gwen. That is expected. We've known that for a while now. And I love how, you know, one of my favorite things or one of the things I loved about Into the Spider-Verse is how they didn't really force uh, a love relationship between Miles and Gwen, their friendship just came naturally. And now with the sequel, it, it's they're definitely going to build on that and they're going to move into the, the romantic relationship. And I think it's really interesting because both Miles, Miles and Gwen, you know, it's not like Peter Parker and MJ where, you know, Peter Parker is Spider-Man and then MJ is just MJ. But with Miles and Gwen, it's like they're both superheroes, so they're both gonna be in the middle of action. They're both gonna be in danger, and I, I wonder how that's gonna play into their relationship in the movie. And I'm I'm a sucker for like just romantic films in general. I love rom coms. I love like love movies. I'm a I'm a sap. I'm a simp. I'm a sap, not a simp. Um, <laughs> You're a sap and a simp. <laughs> no 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 no. I'm a sap. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a. I I just love I love love. That's that's cliche. That, cliche that's cliche <laughs> and cheesy to say but i love love uh, that's why you know one of the reasons i love uh the Taz movies so much is because those are like those are love movies man between that, that those are love stories between peter and gwen andrew garfield and emma stone that that's those those movies were love stories when i first so seen them
1: matt i uh i was having nightmares and i had a I, i'm married now with two kids but i had a different girlfriend yeah. at the time and i was i, I was literally crying and crying on the phone. I was having nightmares about that movie because because of the relationship and that and that death and like when Stacy dead it, it like it really caught me that I guess I'm a sap simp too because that really that really f me up the Taz dude movies. I love those movies
0: yeah I love those movies so I, much. yeah that
1: I she's think, that, I think that relationship is way better than MJ and Peter I, I watch I watch the old Toby's which is goat for me to the best and MJ sucks MJ's like the worst girlfriend ever bro she's horrible. Watch it again and you'll understand what I'm saying. She's like, she's not, she's not, she's not faithful to Peter at all. Like when yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Loves when loves and, Peter. And the Tazza movies. You know what I'm saying? You can tell, you can feel that. Um, but yeah. in the old movies, they like, she's got a she's got a new boyfriend, and she's always trying to get Peter sick. And the guy's like busting his ass to save her for three movies. He even tries to marry it abroad. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on there?
0: MJ. MJ was playing games with those two movies, <laughs> yeah, bro. She, but she was playing but, Peter. Uh, yeah, that's why. I mean, I think Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone's relationship in the Taz movies that is the greatest like on screen superhero relationship we've ever seen in like a comic book film. I think so, I agree. Now that we got uh, Miles and Gwen, it's gonna be interesting to see how they build on their friendship, and I guess again transition into the romantic relationship. Um, another one of the quotes that came for this Empire magazine is that. Five new worlds will, will appear in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. We got Mumbai, Nueva York, New London, Gwen's Earth, and a secret dimension that's being kept under wraps for now. Now, I think this is very interesting because every single one of these worlds is going to feature a different animation style. And, you know, when you when you look at a trailer like the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem... You can see the Into the Spider Verse inspiration within the animation. And that movie truly changed animation. You know, it, it was revolutionary. Puss and Boots. So, um, Puss in Boots the, w- the Last Wish was another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so now that we got across the Spider Verse, it, it looks like they're going to revolutionize the animation again because now we're going to see five different animation styles. And I'm super curious to see what the secret dimension is. A lot of people have been saying, yo, this could be the MCU. D- Geo, do you think we're gonna see the MCU, and that's the secret dimension they're referring to? No,
1: no, I, it is gonna come. I think with the third movie beyond the Spider Verse, they're gonna bring them mm-hmm. all into live action. All the Spider man mm-hmm. are gonna be hanging, but um, I don't. I don't think we see the MCU now. I, I don't think so. It could be though. I don't know, man. I really, you really yeah. don't know now. You really don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna kill that vibe. I'm not gonna kill that hype. I want to see that mm-hmm. shit, but I don't think so. Yeah. I think. I think they got enough Spider Man going on as it is. Do we want that? Do we want that? You know, what I mean, there's so many Spider-Man that I'm hoping doesn't get sidelined in the story, bro, because there's so many ones that I love, love, love. I know everybody has their own that they love, love, love. So I hope they don't just get, you know, like pop ups like, like I hope they all have enough uh, like they play a role to the story.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I agree. I as much as like we all want to see like Tom Holland, Spider-Man um, with, within this like animated universe. I do think there's still a huge possibility that we will see Tom Holland Spider-Man in Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. But I don't think this secret dimension that they are referring to is the MCU. It's definitely gonna be a big reveal because for them to keep it under wraps, that means it's gonna be a, a big reveal in the movie. And I think what's more likely is that secret dimension could be the the live-action Sony Spider-Man universe. Um I I think one thing one you know, outcome that could be likely and would be a great way to set up that film would be for us to see an animated version of the characters we're going to see in Madam Web. Madam Web is going to feature a team of Spider-Women. And if we were to see see them in the animated form in this film that's super popular amongst general audiences it would be a great way to set set them up for the madam web movie and get fans hyped for that film and get people on board for that because you know there's a massive fan base for like the into this for the spider-verse movies but that fan base that that raging like super excited passionate fan base doesn't really translate over to the sony live action movies because you know we got the venom movies which aren't that great you got morby's speaks for itself and now you know coming up we have craven the hunter madam web there's el muerto there's a, you know there's a hypno hustler movie in development so venom Breeze on the way so there, there's not as many people that are as excited for the sony live action movies as there are for the spider verse and what they're doing in animation so if they were to blur the lines and if they really wanted to set something up and use kind of like their interconnected Spider-Verse format, then it would be a great way to set up the Madam Web film, especially with a character like Madam Web that is so connected to the Spider-Verse, for her to appear in the animated form first. And then, boom, we'll be hyped and we'll be ready to see the Madam Web movie when it hits theaters in 2024, I believe.
1: Okay. But, I mean, I don't know. I just, I just like I said, I'm hoping that they... They don't really lose their mind with the IP and try and make it mainstream, you know, because that's Mm -hmm. what made the first one so special was because it was because nobody really cared. It it was just something to watch, at least for me, like I said last time, until uh, Far From Home came out or there was another Spider-Man movie coming out at the time. So mm-hmm. when it came out, that's why it was so impactful because it was better than most movies we got, most superhero movies we got in that time. So I hope they just stick to their roots. And I have no doubt in my mind that Phil Lord and Chris Miller are going to kill it because they're keeping Hollywood alive, man. They, they're just on a roll. I, they haven't made a bad – they haven't wrote or directed anything that I didn't like or even produced. Mm-hmm. Everything they put their hands on, I loved. I think – what were they a part of uh, the Chippendale Rescue Rangers too, I think, with The Lonely Island, uh-huh. I think? I don't know I'm for not sure. sure. I think they were though, and I just I just love everything that they've been doing, man. So I have full faith that this movie is gonna be like at least an eight point five out of ten.
0: Well, well, bro, to 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 back that up, Shamik Moore, who plays Miles, in talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, he says the story for this movie tops the first film. Oh, and oh, bro, that is crazy to say considering that Into the Spider-Verse is. You know, it's arguably the greatest superhero movie of all time. It, I think it's the greatest superhero movie of all time. Obviously, you have Logan, Infinity War, The Dark Knight. You know, you have a ton of other movies in that conversation. But in my opinion, Into the Spider-Verse is the greatest superhero movie of all time. The greatest story, the you know, just from beginning to end, the action, the animation, uh, just the way it handles all of its characters. I yeah, I think Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is the greatest superhero movie of all time. So for Shamik Moore. To say that the story for this tops the first film is insane. And then to tap to, to tack, tack on to that, uh Chris Miller, one of the directors, said that across the Spider-Verse feels like the Empire Strikes Back. His direct quote said, uh he in a direct quote, he said, it shows you worlds you haven't seen, and it's an emotional story that ends in a place where you need to see the third one. And that means this movie is going to set up Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse in a pretty big way. Spider-Man Beyond the Spider- Spider-Verse is coming out in 2024. So this is going to be the Empire Strikes Back. This is going to be the Infinity War to Beyond the Spider-Verse's endgame. And that gets me so much more excited for this movie because that now that makes me feel like we're going to see the heroes lose in this. Like something yeah. crazy is going to happen and they're going to lose.
1: Man, Chris Miller said the perfect thing to get people excited for this yeah. movie it's actually, it's everything everybody wanted to hear was that so he, he nailed it with that tweet that was sick and I can't now I'm even more excited than I was before. Second thing I wanted to say is that 100% confirms that the unexposed uh, place or planet that they wanted to go to the undisclosed world is just you know a live action world that they're setting up for the third one that's probably why they didn't want to talk about it in my, in my brain I think he confirmed it with that tweet uh and the third thing is um bro i mean to say it was a better story than the first one oh my god bro that's a that's a big statement i mean
0: this is Shamik Moore who literally plays miles in the movie and of course he's going to be biased to the movie yeah. that's coming out <laughs> yeah, right. but dude those are big words yeah those, those, are those are fighting words. Those, words those are square up words that's what that is. Yeah, that's like that's a tall order yeah. for this movie to to you know, if this movie is even uh you know, 50% as good as into the spider-verse, it won. It's still gonna be a it great got movie. The W. It got the W if it's fifty percent. That's what everybody uh-huh. wants. And we just
1: want 50. You know what I mean? That's all we <laughs> want. Um, Fortley, I don't wanna get into it, I don't wanna get into a debate. You said it's just a matter of uh, opinion. But The Dark Knight is the greatest superhero movie of all time. Fight me. Fight me hey, in the I'll, comments. I'm not Fight mad at that. DMs. I know you're not. But that's just, it is what it is. It's all opinion, though, because they're all comparable. I agree with you. You can compare all four of those movies you mentioned. But mm-hmm. Dark Knight changed movies forever.
0: I mean, that's one of the greatest films of all time. So forget about you superhero.
1: Know. One of the greatest films, bro.
0: Yeah, the Dark Knight transcends the genre. But yeah. the Dark Knight has always been, in my eyes, it's always been more of a Christopher Nolan movie than a superhero movie, you know? Um, I,
1: I I agree with you and disagree with you because at the end, um, the end really, really solidifies him as a Dark Knight, that little monologue where uh, yeah. Harvey Dent's talking. Beautiful. Like, it, it solidifies him. Of, this is the kind of hero he is. This is why he's a Dark Knight. And I think I think, you know, it was... It was a a superhero story that was never told before ever, and it just it just bro, I can I can watch that movie once a month just just to refresh me, just just to remind me of how good yeah. it is. You know what I mean? Dark Knight. I'm is gonna good
0: go watch me. it. I'm gonna go. watch it. You should. It, it might change your yeah. opinion. It might. No, no, I mean I've seen all of them so many times. <laughs> right. Like, I, I still on Spider Verse. Like to me, Spider Verse, nothing tops Spider Verse. Like that was such a euphoric experience watching it in theaters. And I cannot be more excited for Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, and we'll see if it tops the first movie. But I'm not, I'm not asking it to. You know that that isn't my expectation. My, my, I'm not, I'm not expecting this movie to top the first film. Um, I'm just like, I'm going in with an open mind, and I'm certainly hyped to to see what they do, man. I'm hyped to see uh, the the love story between Miles and Gwen unfold. I'm hyped to see more more of the Spider Man that we've been able to see in like the trailers. Um, but yeah, let me know in the comment section down below. Yo, what are you what are you guys most excited to see with Across the cross Spider-Verse? Do these quotes from Shamik Moore, Chris Miller, the five new worlds and the secret dimension? Does all of this hype you up for the movie? And which part excites you the most? So now moving on. Last night, obviously, besides The Last of Us, the biggest thing going on, or the biggest thing going on in general. I'm not I don't know why I'm saying this because the biggest thing going on last night was the Oscars. And during the Oscars, they dropped the brand new trailer for The Little Mermaid. Now, Gio, have you seen the new trailer?
1: I have not. No, I didn't I didn't see the new trailer. I didn't even know that there was one. That's crazy. I got to go watch it now.
0: Dude, you got to go watch it. Cuz You talk about
1: I it, I'm going to watch it right now, literally. I'm going to watch it on my iPad when you're talking about it.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. While I'm talking about it, watch the trailer. Go ahead. Cuz I absolutely love this trailer, man. I'm hyped for this movie. I love uh, the Little Mermaid, the original, uh, and I—I I am in love with Halle Bailey, and um, she looks so fantastic in this movie. She sounds fantastic in this movie, and I had like the reason I've been so excited for this film is because ever since D twenty three happened at D twenty three, they showed us the entire musical sequence for uh, part of part of your world or part of that world, and it was so good like Halle Bailey's voice is just on another level and I love Disney music and I cannot wait for the soundtrack for this movie to drop because that we're going to be blasting that 24/7. So, the little mermaid, I really love this trailer. Melissa McCarthy looks great as Earth, Ursula. That is like a perfect casting. You obviously have Har- Javier Bardem as King Triton. He looks fantastic as well and you know, I guess my only criticism for this movie is the way Sebastian, Flounder and Scuttle look. Dude, they all look like real again, it's a live action version of the of the of this story. It's a live action version of The Little Mermaid. So, they look like they literally look like real crabs, real fish and a real bird. Um, but I think there's a way to bring to life animated characters in live action. But still do it in, you know, in a creative and faithful way. I don't know if you guys ever saw like the live action Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. If Disney were to remake Alvin and the Chipmunks, they would actually be real chipmunks. They wouldn't be as cute and as lovable and as just like as good looking as they were in the live action Alvin and the Chipmunks films. Or another, another, uh, another example would be like the James Gunn Scooby-Doo movies. You had like Scooby or the Garfield movies. Where you again, it was all live action, but the characters still look very animated, despite looking realistic. So I think there's a way to bring bring to life certain animated characters. But, you know, Sebastian looks like a regular crab. Flounder looks like a regular fish. Scuttle just looks like a regular eagle. Or, uh, yeah, a regular eagle. Um, Is it an eagle? I forgot what type of bird he is, dude. Eagle or seagull, some, something like that.
1: Seagull. Yeah, dude, Siegel. that's the thing. Seagull. I'm literally watching it, it right now, bro. I'm watching yeah. it right now. So th- you 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 commentating this while I'm watching the trailer. It's just it's beautiful. Keep going.
0: Yeah, I mean, dude, Halle Bailey all day, every day. Like as long as she's on screen, it's a ten out of ten. Oh man, like, Ursula uh, looks great. I'm telling you, Melissa McCarthy too. Like that is such a perfect cast. Oh, that's who it is. It's Melissa McCarthy. Wow, that's why she yes. looks so familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I love the soundtrack from The Little Mermaid as well. So, again, I can't wait for the soundtrack to drop. And I'm honestly more excited for the, for the soundtrack than any, anything else. Like, the movie looks really good, too. Um, I really hope they clean up a lot of the CGI, because I think in some parts the CGI does look a little weird. But they're going to clean clean that up come May. So, I'm excited, man. Uh, Let me know in the comment section down below. Let me know, what do you guys think about The Little Mermaid? Gio's still watching the trailer? I'll tell Gio? you what.
1: she's She could be one of the most beautiful people i've ever seen in my life she's absolutely dude i think stunning. it's one
0: she's i think gorgeous. it's gonna be one of the best uh i think it's gonna be one of the best like live action disney remakes
1: bro i'll be honest i seen pictures and i wasn't i was like mm. but i'm watching this trailer right now i'm seeing inspired, how pretty dude. i'm seeing how pretty this woman is she's absolutely gorgeous
0: she really and, looks like, like a
1: mermaid like she doesn't bro, look like she's of this earth
0: like be like be i think the you know Beyond beyond her looks, man, like the voice. Yeah, that's sounds what I was angelic. just about to say
1: the soundtrack is freaking phenomenal. I felt like I was. Her voice sounds just angelic, now. bro.
0: Um.
1: Damn. Thoughts? Thoughts. on the trailer. Well, first of all, it's the best visuals. Um, I've seen like it's the most okay. beautiful looking Disney live action remake so far that I've seen. Most of these mm-hmm. Disney live action remakes have been so like bleak, like they feel like they suck the soul out of the cartoons. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to be a hater, but like the Lion King felt weird to me. It was amazing in terms of visuals, like they 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 broke boundaries, like like in terms of effects. But it just felt soulless. And um, the Pinocchio remake that happened just now with Tom Hanks, yeah. that also mm-hmm. you know that also felt. Hey, there's you over there. That also felt soulless. Um, you know the live action remakes have kind of just been feeling like there's no magic in them no soul like the cartoons had like the originals had this i didn't feel that way this just from the trailer alone we all know trailers could be misleading though but just from the trailer alone it felt very like beautiful i felt like a beautiful world and it was more i was it was better than i expected for la- for lack of yep. better words man i'm not going to lie i i'm definitely going to see it when it when it comes out i'm going to take my kitties
0: yeah all right guys you heard it here first we are hyped for the little mermaid Coming out in May, I believe. Yeah, May. So now that we finished talking about The Little Mermaid, let's talk about the the main event that went down this weekend, which was the Oscars. Um, To recap the five biggest awards from the Oscars, our best actor for this year was Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Our best actress was Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All At Once. Our best supporting actor was Kihui Kwan for Everything Everywhere All At Once. And our best supporting actress was Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All At Once. And our best picture was Everything Everywhere All At Once. The movie that pretty much swept the Oscars, they won so many different awards. I think they won seven Oscars from the night. And uh, it it was shocking to see so many uh, amazing movies go home empty handed. You know, you had Elvis, The Fablemans, uh, Banshees of Anishir- An- Anishirin. I-, I-, I never know how to pronounce that last word. Yeah, they were a co- tar as well. Like there was a couple of different movies, Babylon. There were a couple of different movies that just went home empty handed, which I did not expect. Um, But everything everywhere all at once just stole the show completely. The uh, I guess the most shocking uh, winner of the night was Jamie Lee Curtis winning Best Supporting Actress. I thought Angela Bassett had it in the bag. And if not her, then Stephanie Shu. It's crazy to me how Stephanie Shu has, hasn't has gotten the love and recognition that she truly deserves for her performance in that movie. And I genuinely like, again, this is nothing towards Jamie Lee Curtis, but like I don't know how anyone can watch everything everywhere all at once and think Jamie Lee Curtis's performance is more impressive in that movie than Stephanie Stephanie Shu like she was so fantastic in that film everyone in that movie was so fantastic so regardless i'm just happy that they all got the awards but i also really really wanted that win for angela bassett for wakanda forever and she completely deserved it so overall i'm super happy that brendan fraser won and i like that the theme i guess the theme for all of the major award winners has been uh overlooked people it's been overlooked people that you know have been kind of I guess just registered as like past their prime and they all came out here made a statement won their awards and they they made it very clear I mean you look at someone like he Kwan, who who almost retired from acting completely but he, he had his comeback story and on that stage just hearing him like in tears it was so emotional hearing him tell his mom mom I won an Oscar like it was it's just been such a great story all around and I think it's a testament to you know the message of never giving up on your dreams. It's never too late. And I'm super happy for all of the, all of the award winners. Gio, what did you think of kind of like the outcome from the Oscars?
1: Um, So I think it was kind of like obvious, Um, you know, pretty obvious of the Academy, pretty obvious of the, Mm. of the awards. Everyone knew that uh, everything everywhere all at once was going to sweep. Um, so I mean, it wasn't surprising at all. I knew that they were gonna win it all. I knew I knew that it was gonna win everything. Um, hot take here. I think I told you this before. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. I will never deny how what that movie did. To it, it's one of those movies like I compared to the Matrix, where it just it changed everything. It changed movies. Yeah. It's, it's a lot I like the Matrix it. in a lot of ways. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it wasn't my favorite. I told you this before. Top Gun. Top Gun was my favorite movie of the year last year. Top Gun was my everything.
0: Um, no, I understand that. Like a lot of people, obviously Top Gun Maverick was fantastic. Top Gun,
1: yeah. Top Gun, um, I, I feel like Top Gun, I feel if, if it was up to me, like Top Gun would have won a lot more awards. But at the same time, um, whether you liked everything, everywhere, all at once or not, what they did with that small crew and what they accomplished, visuals that Marvel can't even reach right now. It's just you can't when Steven Spielberg said, I learned things from the Daniels more. This is a real quote. He just said, mm-hmm. it. I, I learned more things from the Daniels than I did from people like Alfred Hitchcock and Francis Ford Coppola and all these older directors from those two directors now than I did that I ever did in my life. So for him to say something like that as another reason why the Oscar was like, Yep. All right. Uh, we're going to have to just make them sweep um, because you know what? They, what they what that movie accomplished and what it did for mm-hmm. the film—it changed everything. And also, I don't know if you know this, Matt. I seen this on Twitter too, little tweetle deedle. A twenty four is the only studio company to to win with two different films in all of the genres. They yeah. won all. They swept on all. The, you know what I mean? Like they they had two films yeah, win uh... Oscars at the same time.
0: All of these all of these award winners that I just mentioned for best actor, best actress, supporting actor, supporting actress, and best picture. That's all A24 because the whale uh, starred Brendan Fraser is also from A24. So bruh, A24 had a night, man. That's that must be such a crazy feeling. And uh like another another thing I want to give A24 props for as well is keeping everything everywhere all at once in the conversation for over a year. This movie premiered literally a year ago, like it was a year ago uh, this Saturday that it premiered um, at South by Southwest. And for, you know, usually when you have like Oscar movies that are trying to win Oscars, the studio will have it release um, during October, November, December, during that end point of the year. Going into award season, but when it came to everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once, man, the movie was so good. They were just like, screw it, we gonna drop this. And guess what? It's still gonna be talked about. And for it was talked about for over a year. The film has you know a cult fan base as it should, and it completely like cleaned house uh, throughout all of award season. And it's actually the most awarded film in history. Like if you if you if, it, if you count out and tally all of the awards they won for for from all of the different award shows. Everything Everywhere All at Once is the most awarded film in history, which is crazy crazy to say, but it deserve it, it deserves all of it, man. I I love that movie. I think it's it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And you know, coming out of the pandemic, this is one of those movies that really like it. It really once you saw it, you're like, wow. Like it just it makes you appreciate cinema, man. It makes you appreciate the reason we love movies and. I'm so happy that it's getting all of all of the love in the world right now.
1: Yeah. No, bro. It was uh it was the the night was literally the comeback, the underdog story comeback kid night. Mm -hmm. Brendan Fraser and all those people that won, man. It's it it was that was the kind of night it was. Um, but did the Batman even get nominated at all? No Batman got fucking snubbed bro the batman I'm didn't get this. anything didn't you have a look, bet with maya about that didn't maya lose didn't she take an l like what happened maya,
0: maya did lose the bet hey um i'm gonna clip this she, senator she's gonna change look, her phone she lost topic, bro. she lost the bet because i'm always right that's one <laughs> two she believes in the academy way more than i do i have no faith in the academy how could to you honor- i told her that <laughs>
1: I'm- I told her that. Remember when I was talking Dude, about Leonardo? Twenty it, years, the man went on. Bro, the roll? when it
0: comes when it comes to superhero movies and horror, the the Academy has their biases, bro. Like there were a lot of horror movies that came out within the past year that should have gotten nominations. The Batman should have been nominated for best cinematography. It should have won for best score, but no, because it's bro. a superhero.
1: Academy is one hundred percent biased. You already know that, bro. Leonardo DiCaprio. I, I don't. I, that's, that's that's all I gotta say. It's two words. Leonardo DiCaprio. Look at his look at his catalog. He should have won an Oscar for every movie he made, or at least the movie should have won. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. He never missed. For he went on like a twenty year run, bro. And the guy Dude. got snubbed. It took him getting eaten by a bear to win an oscar they were like oh my god this guy got eaten alive by a bear we got to get him an oscar now like they were they were mad about it too
0: when they handed okay, it to him okay to so. be fair hold up to be fair leonardo is loved by the academy dude like he is loved by the academy even Not though true. he hasn't won look even even though he hasn't won all of the oscars in the world he he has won an uh, academy award uh, win for best actor for the revenant but dude he's gotten nominated so many different times and every single time he comes out with a movie he, I, I guarantee you uh, Flowers of the Killer Moon that comes out this year with him and Scorsese. I guarantee you, you know, he's probably going to get some love for 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 that as well come award season. Um, and we haven't seen the movie yet. We don't we we don't know how good of a performance he gives. We don't know how good the movie is overall. But like Leonardo DiCaprio is loved by the Academy. You know, I don't know if you want to look at it like that. I mean, more than superhero movies and horror. Like, uh, yeah. Mia oh, yeah. Me, goth should have gotten a nomination. Um, uh, like there were so many different just movies in general, man, that came out from different genres that aren't necessarily loved by the Academy. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is, man. But you're going to have, you know, over time you will have those movies that, that will, I guess, pioneer genres more into, into award season.
1: Yeah. I mean the happiest, the, the thing I'm happiest about is that a 24 nobody took a 24 seriously, even though they had so many good movies coming out. Like uh, we do, the people do. But the, like, the, like Hollywood would not take A24 seriously. And that's over now. A24 is legit. They're like, they won. They took
0: all the A24 guts. is one of the best of the best, man. Shout yeah. out A24. Congrats to everyone who won, man. Congrats to everyone that got nominated. Congrats to everyone who didn't get nominated. Because I don't think films should be made with the intent of, you know, getting validation from like Hollywood elites. Films should be made with the intention of, trying to put a smile on someone's face, trying to inspire someone, trying to teach a lesson. So shout out to, if you're a filmmaker of any capacity, man, let, let's, I'm giving you your flowers right now. Let's fucking go. Congrats, dude, let's keep on doing this thing, man. And we love you. We love you, Matt Reeves. We're sorry. We love you, Matt Reeves. Yes, indeed. Hard at work at The Batman Part 2. Uh, we love you, James Gunn. Keep on working on that Superman. legacy, going, Keep going. Let's get it. Let's get it. So uh, with that being said, yo, let us know in the comment section down below. Uh, like, let us know what you guys thought about the Oscars award winners. Let us know what you thought about the trailer for The Little Mermaid, about the Last of Us finale, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Scream 6, whatever the case may be. Let us know in the comment section down below. Thank you guys for joining us for episode 10 of the Let's Go Show, and we will see you next Saturday. Much love. Let's go!